Welcome to the teaching ministry of Pastor Marcus and Melina De La Cruz. We hope that you'll be blessed by today's message. Well, some of you say, well, Pastor, I'm so glad it's about time we got to the Word. I'm telling you, you just got set free. Some folks just got set free. That's right. Amen. You know, uh, back in the day, when, back in the 80s, you, I'm so, I'm, I bet you was a lot of you guys who played football are so glad you didn't live in my generation. Because uh, back, uh, back in the 80s when we were playing football, the coaches, thought, they said, we're going we're gonna to do this thing because we heard it's good for flexibility. I go, well, what are we going to be doing? We're going to be doing what's called aerobics. Aerobics, what? You know, all the time, you do, how many of you know what aerobics is? Back in the day, they used to do the dancing. Like, like a jazzercise, you got to step up, step down. And you're, you're doing, what are you doing? You're working on your flexibility. See, when you move with the spirit, you're working with your flexibility. Yes, amen. When you move with God, you're, you're, you're learning to be flexible. You're learning to move with God. What are we doing? We're moving with God. Yes, amen. 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 It's important. It's important to move with God. Yes, amen. amen. Let's open our Bibles this morning over to Jeremiah chapter 29. Woo, praise you, Jesus. Come on. Jeremiah. It would help if I had my glasses on here. Jeremiah 20, Jeremiah 29, verse 11. Say me when you get there. I want, I want, I want, I want, so a lot of folks don't know how good God it is, how good God is. I mean, you know, it's important that you know how good your father is. It's important. It's important that you know that he's for you. A lot of people think that when bad things happen, sickness happens, it's God. It's not God. It's the God of this world. Do you know how Jesus calls us, uh, Satan the God of this world? There is two gods in this world. One there's Satan and one there's our God, Yahweh. Jehovah, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah, Jehovah Shalom, the God your peace. How many, of you know, how many of you know that the God we serve is one that cares about you? John 10.10 10 says Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Think of anything bad that's going on in your life, anything that you may have opened yourself to. Satan is behind it, wanting, to, wanting you to destroy whatever gains that you've had in your life. He wants to discourage you from walking with him. Then over here in Jeremiah 29, verse 11, Jeremiah pins this. He, the prophet says this. He says, for I know the thoughts. Oh, he's letting you know what God is saying to him. He says, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord. You know, God thinks about you. He thinks about you. Thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you an expected end. Then you shall call upon me and you shall go and pray unto me and I will hearken unto you and you shall seek me and find me. And you shall search for me with your whole heart. Amen. Say, we, how do you know you got to search for God for with your whole heart? Can't search God halfway and expect great benefits. Can't go to the gym halfway and expect great benefits. Can't, you can't expect to work, go to work and, and, and hardly do anything at work and expect a great, a great um, well, I've been here. I've been here for years. I deserve a promotion. No, it's not about being there. It's not just about just going there to collect a check and just as, as a time as, a, as, as being a way of uh, having served that, that, that place of employment. Well, you know, me and Pastor Molina, you know, well, I've been mostly faithful. Well, people are like, what? What do you mean you've been mostly 
I've been mostly committed. No, God is looking for commitment. He committed to you. He's so committed to you that he gave his only begotten son, right? He committed to you. So this relationship isn't just some shallow relationship. This relationship is based purely on a non-relationship. Here's the thing. His relationship is so deep with you that he lives on the inside of you. When you receive Jesus, he lived on the inside of you. Now he lives and resides on the inside of you. You can say, well, I feel so alone. Well, it's because you're not getting you're not used to him living on the inside of you. It's about having a relationship. You know, religion is a form of godliness, but denies the power thereof. What does it mean to deny the power? I mean, not allow not to allow the power of God in operation in your life. You know, God wants to operate in your life. You know, he wants to do miracles in your life. You know, he wants to heal you. You know, he doesn't want you just to have a he wants you to send, be with him every day. He lives with you every day. So all he wants is the best for you every day. And when he comes into a house, he, he expects that that house desires for him to be there. He's, he doesn't want to be an unwanted guest. He wants, to, he wants to be a welcome guest. In other words, when I ask Jesus, he's a welcome guest on the inside of me. I'm not, I'm not oh my goodness, Jesus is here again. No. It's a joy to have Jesus living on the inside of me. It's a joy, it's a, it's a joy to walk with God. It's not a hardship. Amen. Amen. It's so important that we recognize the, that, that value that Jesus has for you and I. So open our Bibles to 1 John chapter 1. This morning I want to talk about being in love with the Word of God. Do you hear what I'm saying? Jesus, how many of you know, reading your Bible, and, and, and when you pick up your Bible, there should be a sense that you love the Word of God. How many of you brought your Bibles? Now, you may have it electronically in your, in your computer. We used to do this, Pastor Millie and I, we used to do this when we were teaching toddlers, tots. We'd go, this is my Bible. They'd go, I love my Bible. Oh, I love my Bible. My Bible. Oh, I say, say, oh, we tell the kids, hold your Bible. Put your fingers. Oh, I love my Bible. Oh, I love my Bible. It, it has, it has, I love my Bible. It has truth. It has peace. I thank you, Father, that I find myself in the scriptures. Remember, we talked about finding yourself. Jesus had to find himself in the scriptures. You have to find yourself in the scripture. You've got to treat this word as if it's important. It's not, it's not just sitting on your, 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 your uh, coffee table collecting dust. I remember when I was a little kid, my mom had a Catholic Bible. And I used, as a little child, I used to like, I, you know, she took a picture. I remember this old photo of me. She has me a picture um, reading a book. I don't know what kind of book it was, but it was a picture. And I thought, ain't that interesting? As a child, they took that picture of me and they had it sitting there. And I'm sitting there. I can't even read. I'm a little kid. I got a book in front of me, though. <laughs> but I loved books. I would pretend that I could read, right? And then I thought, it, how, how fitting that she'd just have a, a Bible, and I just looked at it. And then I remember the first time she took me to church, and I remember looking at the, I didn't, I didn't know there was more than just being a priest. I just saw the priest. I go, I looked at the, now that I know, thank God I'm not a priest because I'm married now. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> There's some things these, these, <laughs> yeah. 
I remember just looking at the man of God, and I put, I was pointing. I remember being at the church service. I was pointing at the pointing at the, the priest. I was thinking, I want to do that. I couldn't really talk. I just just looked at him, just kind of like, and he 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 got mad. The priest got mad at me for pointing at him, and my mom put my hand down. Like a sense of destiny. Ever since I knew I was a kid, I knew one day I was going to serve God. I didn't know how. I, 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 you know, so when I went to church, they, when they put, put me on a job at the church, uh, doing the sound or doing whatever, I, or whatever job there was, I did it because I was like, man, I'm, I'm, finally, doing, I'm finally doing the ministry. I, you know, and I was doing the ministry. I was in my first phase of ministry. You know, people, people think that they're going to start on top. You don't ever start on top of anything. Mm-mm. You, you, you start first with Jesus in your heart. Yeah. Then God puts you in your local church. Right. And then you start uh, serving in that local church. Yeah, and when you start serving in that local church, yeah. things begin to change in your life. Right. Things begin to change. I started having friends in the church. Yeah. And then my old friends that I used to have, the old carnal ones, the ones that used to party, you wanted to do everything. Those had to fall by the wayside because I, I just knew that I needed to have the right kind of friends. Yeah. A lot of us need the right kind of friends. We have a lot. We still have a lot of the wrong friends. Now, mind you, we still love them. They're good. They're good folks. Just because they're heathen doesn't mean they're not good people, right? They 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 want the best for you. Maybe they want the maybe they're but they're, sometimes they're just caught in the way of living, and they just don't know any other way but living. And so I started going to church, and so I just started serving, started getting around good people, started going to barbecue, started going started going bowling with the church. You know, just doing things, just natural things at the church. And started, you start cleaning the church. I remember asking, I go, um, I just started asking, hey, do you guys want to uh, clean the bathrooms? Well, I'll clean the bathrooms, you know, whatever you need to do. Clean the bathrooms? Why do you want to clean the bathrooms? Well, I started doing it, and then I found out later that the church had, was, had hired someone every week to come clean the bathrooms. And so I'm like, well, you don't have, we don't want you doing that because we, we hire someone, we pay someone, we want to pay them because this is their only job. Okay. I, I guess I understand that. But I thought, why, why are you getting paid to do something? Yeah. I'm like, I'm giving this for free. Yeah. This is what I should be doing. Because yeah. this is my local church. Yeah. I want to be a blessing to my local church. Yeah. I, I had to find some place to serve. Because yeah. I knew if I didn't find a place to serve, if I didn't pl- find a place to plug in, I knew I was just going to go back to being the old me. Yeah. I was. I was just going to go back to being the old me. And the first thing I learned is fall in love with Jesus, but first fall in love with his word. Yes. See, when you fall in love with his word, things will start to change as well. Yes. If you don't fall in love with his word, it gets, just gets harder. You, you just, you know, anytime you join a team, they, how, many, how many of you know they want you to know the, the, the plays? They want you to know the book. You, they give you a book of, of this is how we're going to run the plays. This is how we're going to operate. How many know we give you the book so that way you know how to operate in your local church? Yeah. We're helping you. Mm-hmm. Amen. And over here in 1 John chapter 1, how many know that you, you, can't, you can't love the Bible and not love Jesus? Well, oh, how, how can you say that, Pastor? How can you say you can't love Jesus? How, you can't love the Word and not love Jesus? Well, because it's very simple. It says, in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was God. And the Word, 1 John chapter 1, verse 1. Not, I apologize. I keep saying First John, but I meant to say John. Let's open our Bibles to John chapter 1. Thank you, Pastor Melina. You're helping me. John chapter 1, verse 1. I'll give everybody an opportunity to get there. 
In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All these things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. See, darkness doesn't understand Jesus. That's why you see people in the world who, who serve darkness and they say stuff that is so ridiculous that those of us who know the word, like, that doesn't make sense. Well, it's because they can't comprehend it. They can't comprehend you. They don't understand a person that would love God and serve God. Yeah. They, 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 they don't even, you know, and when people have a difficult time understanding the word, it's just because they, they've, they're, they're polluting their life with the world. See, when you pollute your life with the world, it makes it hard to understand God. Yes. It makes it really difficult. You start getting confused about things, about your life, your identity. Am I a they, them? What's my, what's my pronoun? God wants to deliver you from all those things. You're a man or you're a man or you're either a man or a woman. You know who you are. You know who you are in him. He loves you. You know he cares about you. You know, he's there for you. Yes. He's not there. He's not against you. There was a man who was sent from God whose name was John. And he came to be, be a witness, to bear a witness of that light that all men through him might believe. So how many of you know God's going to send you a man to tell you about the Lord? He gives, he gives you pastors. Amen. He said he's, he's give, he gives you pastors. Therefore, this man was sent, uh, verse 7, Verse 8, he was not of that light, and he was sent to bear witness of that light. So that was the true light which was to come and, and that came into the world. Who was that light? Jesus was that light. That's right. That's right. Amen. You live in darkness, Jesus will give you light. Jesus lives on the inside of you. Did you know this? This is a very interesting fact. Did you know that the, 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 the seed of a woman and the seed of a man, when they come together, they've now seen what happens when they actually join together they actually have it on camera that when a seed of man penetrates the egg of a woman what ends up happening is they can see consummation happening they see a bright light that seed actually lights up when jesus lives on the inside you get light and a great light he is when you choose to walk in darkness, then you don't see things clearly. Yeah. Things become difficult. Mm -hmm. Things become very hard. Mm -hmm. Choosing darkness is just a way of just making things more difficult in our lives. But when we fall in love with the Word of God, more light comes. Yeah. Clearer understanding. Yeah. Less amb ambig ambiguity. I don't even say I'm right. Less ambiguous things become. Mm -hmm. Clarity comes understanding comes people need joy and yet he says I've come to give joy amen can't, you can't be in love with Jesus without being in love with the word put your hand on your stomach and say I'm, I'm hungry for the word of God I love the word of God pick up your Bible Say, mm, I love my Bible. Mm, I love my Bible. It's full of truth. It's full of truth. And if I don't know, any, if I don't know where, what to do, I just look in the book. I don't know what to do. I'm just going to find my direction. 
And we, and we have to have that, uh, that way of thinking about the Word of God. We really must come to the conclusion that God's Word alone is going to be the only thing that's going to help you and I. Right. Amen? Amen? So open our Bibles to Mark chapter 4. Verse 17. Oh, I wrote the wrong one down. I wrote the wrong scripture down. You know what? Let's turn to Matthew 5. Matthew 5. says blessed in verse 6 Matthew 5 verse 6 says this is blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness for they shall be filled there you should expect when you're hungry and thirsty for the things of God your life will be filled any man who goes to the gas station and has the money to put gas in there he says I want to fill her up when you come to the Word of God, the expectation is to get filled up. Yes, that's good. Come on. Not to leave empty. That's right. Mm-hmm. We're there to receive, to fill up, to get light so we can get to where we need to go. That's right. The ultimate that's filling station is the Word of God, but yes. you have to be hungry for it. Yes, amen. Right. That's where their amb- amb- ambiguity leaves. Things that are unclear, uncertain, that's where that, that, that lack of seeing things clearly begins to change. But see, but those things won't happen unless we make a concerted effort. We have to make effort. We have to make a strong effort to get that word in. Because every morning you're going to have an excuse not to get in the word. Your life won't change without the word. It won't change. It'll stay the same. Yeah. See, your Sunday is just a part of your instruction yeah. to function yeah. so you can get an unction. Yeah. Come, on. Come on. That's all Sundays and Wednesdays are for. Yeah. It's there so to, to reinforce what you're already putting on the inside of your heart. Yeah. Every athlete, like we said earlier, he gets... He gets the playbook. His job is to learn the playbook. Yeah. Your job is to learn the ultimate playbook, which is the Word of God. That's where, that's where your success is going to be. That's where your joy is. Oh, I don't understand why I'm so unhappy. Well, one, you only come to church once a year. I wonder why God, where's, where's God? Well, first he lives on the inside of you. So that ought to tell you right now that you're not seeing things right. You're always asking, where's God? Where's God? You're not seeing things right. First of all, you don't know that he lives in you. That ought to tell you right there. You ain't in in church enough. You're asking, where's God? Where's God in this? He's he's on the inside of you, waiting to be released by you. He's giving you authority over the devil. The question is not, where is God? Where are you? 
See, God lives on the inside of you, but he wants to come out of you. You want to see miracles? Put yourself in a place to receive the miracles. He's already in his place, already on the inside of you, wanting to touch the world, wanting to touch your life, wanting to set you free. But he's got to be given that right because he's the Holy Spirit. Jesus is a gentleman. He will not change you out of, out of, out of your own will. You have to want to change. You, you have to make the decision. You have to have want to. You can be whatever you want to be. You can rewrite your script at any moment. Even if you're thinking wrong. You could be attracted to the wrong kind of people. So, Lord, I'm changing that script. I'm tired of looking at the wrong people. I'm tired of dating the wrong. Why do I keep attracting the wrong people? Why do, ladies, why do I always date the losers? You hear ladies say that? We always hear that most commonly from women. Why do I always attract a bunch of women? Because you, because you, that's how you pick them. Well, he's too nice. And so you leave him so for some guy who's a jerk. Well, I don't know why always this happens to me. It's because you're picking losers. And if you're always picking losers, your picker's broken. You're, you're looking out of the wrong, wrong glasses. I just can't see things clearly. I just don't know why. I just can't see things clearly. Well, put the word of God on your eyes so you can start seeing things clearly. See everything through the lens of the scriptures. Things get clearer when you see things through the word of God, right? Right, Alfonso? Things will start falling off, right? Things, things have got to, don't think things, things have to change when you get the word of God. Why do they have to change? Because they have to start here first. Everybody's wanting to change the world, but they fail to, they, they ch- want to change everyone else, but they don't start with themselves. You want the world to change? You want your, the situations of life to change? Start with you. Clean, clean your own house first. I don't know, I'm preaching real good. Come on. Verse. um, This is one other ones I really love. Verse five says is blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth. Verse seven. Blessed are the merciful for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be called the children of God. You just ever notice something? For every action, there's an equal reaction when it comes to the Word of God. Yes. Blessed is the peace, peacemaker. Mm-hmm. Blessed is the meek; he'll inherit the earth. Mm-hmm. Notice that there is an outcome for every action. Yes. When you do the Word, there is an outcome. That's right. When you receive Jesus, healing begins to take place in your life. Yes. And it, it dawned on me the other day, recently. Because this happens a lot. When people start getting born again, healing starts happening to their bodies. It's probably one of the most easiest things for a person who just gets born again is to get healed. It doesn't matter what you got going on. It doesn't matter how long you lived under with certain types of diseases or what it is. When people get asked Jesus in their heart and they're just genuinely, genuinely serious, things just instant healing. Bam. Instant. God just starts prospering. Bam. What's God doing? God is giving them Letting them know, this is what this is going to taste like if you keep going on with me. 
This, this, is, this is your free bus pass for a couple of years, but now it's time for you to learn about me. He gives you a free bus pass. I mean, he, even when you're, you're, even like say you make a mistake or whatever, you're, you're on a bus pass and there's going to be lots of blessings going your way. But in order to maintain those blessings, you've got to keep doing the word. And those blessings can grow above from where you started. We all don't start at the same place. We don't start, start at the same place. It's important that you and I know that God wants to bless you. And don't be surprised that not everybody's happy for you. Come on. Verse 10 says, Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness sake, for theirs will be the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are when men revile you and persecute you and say all matter of evil things falsely for my sake. Rejoice, be exceedingly glad, for your great is your reward. And heaven. But also notice there's always a talking, he was talking before, even on earth. There's a blessing here and there right. from doing the word. That's right. It's not just one tricycle. I have to just wait to get to heaven before things get better. No, yeah. no. We, we've seen yeah. in the scriptures there's a blessing. Yeah. Yeah. This is blessed. Yeah. Blessed. Yes. Amen. Good. So it's important to understand this word blessed. Come on. The word blessed is a prolonged form of potential maker, supreme blessed, by extension, fortunate, well off, is what that word means. Come on. Well off is the word blessed. Well off. Abraham was well off. The body of Christ ought to be well off. Not struggling. How are you doing? I'm well off. I'm blessed. Yes. See, when people say blessed, yes. they, they don't understand what they're saying. Mm-hmm. I'm well off. I'm taken care of. Yes. I'm so yes. taken care of. It don't matter what's going on in the church. I'm, I'm a blessing to be a blessing. Yes. Amen. People should know when you're missing yes. at your local church. Right. They should know you're not there. Like, where's Brother So-and-so? I haven't seen him in a while. And they'll call you. Hey, brother, what's going on? It's not that they're, they're trying to keep up, make sure, oh, you're, you're part of that group. Now you're, they got to, you know, they're trying to keep. No, you're not part of a family. You know, I talk to my kids every week on the phone. Every phone, every week they get a phone call from me. At minimum, at least once or twice. Sometimes it's too much. Because I love them. I, I like being around them. I actually love my kids. You know, your father actually loves you. He wants to be around you. Yes, He's not looking for a part-time relationship. He wants a full-time relationship. Yes, amen. Uh, we, were, we, were at a, we were at a funeral. It's the worst time for everybody to be together. Worst time. And um, I remember a, a family member who's one of the, just one of the family members had passed away. And all the, the, the kids of that person were there. Wasn't the, uh, it was one of the kids' kids passed away, but all their main kids were there. All of their uh, adult children were there. And the look of that person's face, of having all their kids there, was like, didn't matter what was going on. They were like, oh my goodness, it feels so good to have them there. 
feels so good to have them there. See, when you're with God and his people are together, it's so good to have them there. When you're in your local church and your planet, it's so good to have you there. People, are, people want to see you. Well, not everybody likes me. I know Alfonso doesn't like me. He doesn't ever say hello to me. He's got to think out their little circle. There ain't no circle of friends here. I'm going to tell you right now, this is the, less, the least clickish church you'll ever be at. The least clickish church. We've got good people here that'll love you and hang out with you. Go have some tacos. Preferably at Letty's place. And sopas. At Crystal's. Right? Every, every joint brings a supply. You bring a supply to your local church. If you've never served in a local church, then you're missing out. But as soon as you get planted in your local church and you start being a part of that local body. Well, we show up on Wednesdays and we help the girls clean because they have a group of girls that show up on Wednesday. Or some people show up on Wednesday. Some people show up on Friday. They'll just come up and clean. And they'll, you know, people, you know, people around this church are next to us. They go, man, your church is clean. You know, we're going to rent that little facility right there just for our, our, for our what is it, for our, our dinner. And they said, we ain't going to charge you a cleaning deposit because we know you guys are clean. Yeah. <laughs> Baby, I know our house is clean. Our church is clean. Our bathrooms are clean. Yes, amen. Come, Come on. on, they don't get there by accident. We got the best people in this church. Something gets off in the back. They start painting the ceiling. Oh, pastor, some water spots came in. We need to fix that. Yeah. Yeah. And they come in here and they, they look through the window. And the, the pastor from the other church is all like, what's he doing? He's like, look at these people. He's talking about looking at all of you guys or what you're doing. This is, look, look what they build in the back. They build a sound, sound, sound thing. Yeah. You should go look at it. It's wonderful. Gonzalo did that. God, we got the best people. Yeah. Right. And there was a bunch of guys that just showed up, put it in there. Yeah. We got the best people. Yes. Amen. About the best ushers. Yeah. You want to be an usher? Be an usher. Mm-hmm. We could always use more ushers. Yes. We, know the, we know the city needs more men that can that serve, that serves the house of God. That's right. we, got, we got our junior ushers out here. Yes. Training them to the next generation to be men. Right. Not wondering if they're a man. You're, if you're a man, you're a man. Yeah. Well, I'm confused. Don't be confused. Right. You're confused because you keep saying it. You're confused. Yeah. You're, you, 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 your, your words are, you're, are being stout against you. Uh-huh. Recognize where those words are coming from. Right. You know, we, I come from a generation that was least confused about its sexuality. <laughs> well, no, there's tons of generations. We only have one generation that's confused. Yeah. Where is it confused? Because they're pushing that off on kids right now. Yeah. You can't even turn off the TV. Right? What are they doing? They're pushing it. They're trying to change their identity and get them confused about who they are that's a scary time i see then then they got to deal with a lie well maybe i maybe uh maybe i do like the boys maybe i do like the girls i'll tell you one thing i one thing i can say about me i'm never confused i love all the girls in the world growing up (laughs) red or yellow black or white they are precious in my sight marcus loves all the girls of the world that's how i was when i was a kid 
Didn't matter. Come on. Back in high school, I didn't matter. I, I, I did quite a different, different few people, but you know, girls, not girls. <laughs> Let's clear, clear this up. Clear this up. Clear it up now. See, when you know who you are in God, you don't need to be afraid of, who, of what, what God is doing. When Jesus is living on the inside, he'll help you. Yes, but you've got to want the help. Yes. Well, I don't feel. Here's one thing that grown, when I used to work at a, back in Corcoran, I was helping, I was working with a group. I had one of the most successful nonprofit, but I was, I, they hired a Christian, and I don't think they re- re- realized what they had done. It was supposed to be a pregnancy prevention class. I said, I ain't teaching no birth control. I told him, I ain't teaching no birth control. I'm going to teach about absence and about living right. He goes, oh, you can do whatever you want to do. I said, okay, government funded. And, then, and, and I said, I'm not teaching them about no abortion. I'm going to tell them abortion's wrong. I don't care what anybody says. That's that, I told them, I'm going to give them straight the word. Do you know, my, my, I had the smallest city and I had the greatest outreach. I reached like 300 to 400 kids. Three, 385, 385 kids. Everybody else with bigger cities didn't compare to what we were able to touch. We had the largest group of young boys. And one of the things that I'm working with one boys is I talked about their identity and who they were. I took him on this um, <clears throat> this little thing, this thing that they had at the group, and you, if your group did real well, you got to go on this trip. And, and uh, we happened to be driving some. It was so we're in Cal Poly, and we happened to be driving. And I said, "We're gonna be driving right by Azusa." I go, "Ain't that interesting?" And I told, and I looked up Azusa because Azusa, if you don't know anything about Azusa, was a place where literally. It touched the world. Talk about a revival yes. that touched the world. Seventy-five people touched the world. Yes. Seventy-five people touched the world out of Azusa. Yes. Denominations were birthed out of Azusa. And I and I so I was driving this van with all these boys, and I said, "Hey, guys, go! I got to check this out." They go, "What are you talking about? We got to check this out. This is a place where a revival and it touched the whole world." And it, right now it's a laundromat. The building is no longer there. I said, right here. And I told him the whole story about, I told him about uh, Seymour. And he was a black man who used to minister. He put a box on his head and he preached to the folks. I, I, did, I said, I don't know why he did it. Maybe he just didn't want to see the expressions on people's faces. But the glory would show up. And I would talk about the glory that would show up. And at the end, all those boys got born again. At the end, they all got filled with the Holy Ghost. All talking about what God is doing. All about just being in your place. It says, so go to church and serve at your local church. Yes. Be a blessing. Because yes. that's where things are really going to change your life. Yes. And I said, you don't have to. And then one of the big, big I know I was going to get back to this. A lot of these boys didn't ever feel like men. Because well, I've never quite felt like a man because, you know, yeah, they had step parents, but they just never felt comfortable as being a man. Or they were like, when am I a man? Or how am, you know, just simple things. I used to tell Ethan when he was a boy, I go, you're a good boy. You're a good man. You're not no boy. You're a good young man. I said, I don't raise, I don't raise boys. I raise men. And sometimes we forget that when we have boys, ladies, we're, we're, raising, we're raising men. We're not raising boys. We're raising them to be, we want, them to, we want to raise them to be the, the, the guy you wanted to marry. Right? And I used to say, you're a, you're, you're a man. He's a, manly, he's a manly guy. Look at him. He's manly. He's good looking. Almost as good looking as his father. (laughs) 
boys didn't even know how to shave. I, oh, I, I had a group of guys. I don't know how to shave. I know my mom tried to show me, but I never quite felt manly because, you know, I didn't even know how to shave. So I got all them boys aside. And I said, look, I'm going to write an article on how to shave. But then I told them how to shave. I taught them how to shave. You first start shaving down. You warm your face, get some. Then you put the foam on. Then you shave down first, all the stuff down. And then whatever's kind of prickling up, you get and you go opposite with the razor. And they're like, thanks, man. I'm starting to feel more like a man. A lot of these guys started saying they started to learn how to feel more manly and be comfortable about being a man. We have a group. We have a generation of Christians that don't know they're Christian and how to live like Christians. And, God, and the first way that you begin to learn and live like a Christian is by learning the word of God. That's right. it. You can't escape it. Yeah. You can't go around. You cannot be successful, be a successful Christian without having a relationship in your local church. It, it just won't happen. All it will do is breed frustration. All it will do is just breed a lack of faith. And then it'll bring up the worst question. Well, where is God? Well, I'll tell you what. He's right on the inside of you. He's wanting to help you. He senses your desperation right now. That you're confused about some things. And yet God is there saying, hey, I want to help clear some of this stuff up for you this day. This is the day where we start clearing some things up. No, I made you what you are. Yes, you are a guy. Yes, you are a girl. There's no there's no in between. If, if, you're, if you're a man, you don't know you're a man. We'll take you to the bathroom. We'll have some of the ushers help you figure it out. <laughs> ladies, if you don't know if you're a girl, we'll walk some ladies. We'll walk with you in that, that bathroom. We'll show you that you're a girl. <laughs> Enjoy being what you are. Yes, that's right. Amen. You the thing reason why is because you don't love yourself like you ought to love yourself. Yes. A lot of folks don't love themselves. They can't see themselves as being a part. And yet God says, you are a part. Yes, you are important. Your role and who you are, how God made you is important. So the value that we get is only going to be found in the word of God. The success that you're going to get can only be found in the word of God. Sure, you can, you can financially do some things. You can learn some things, some skills here and there, but in the, in the grand scheme of things, your joy, your joy will never be full outside the word of God. That's right. It'll never be full. That's right. Psalms 119. We'll get ready to close with this. Verse 11. This is when you start to get revelation on things and understand why it's important to have the word. The word I have hid in my heart, verse 11, thy word I have hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. You got to know what were the, were the, a lot of folks, the reason why they have a lot of tough time in life is because they don't know the boundaries. Your word, the word in your heart will create boundaries that you need. You know, I'm going to talk a little bit for a hot second about raising kids. Your kids, the reason why they behave badly sometimes is because they don't know the boundaries. They don't know the boundaries. And so they're just kind of going through life like, and sometimes 
when they go outside the boundaries and you tell them not and then they do it again, you have to swat them on the behind. I'm not talking about beating them down. I'm talking just swat them on the butt. Remember how many of you remember, some of you Christian kids remember the uh, wooden spoon? You got a patty on the back back. Got it right here, right? And what did it do? It established boundaries. And when, it, when boundaries are established, then kids feel secure because they know that there's boundaries. We're not teaching our kids values that are important. Like, son, you need, need to wait till you get married before you have sex. Yeah. Things feel good, but they're there for a season, for, for the right season when you get married. Sex is good when you're married. It's not bad. It's good when you're married. It's even better when you're married. Why is it better than that? Because you don't have to worry about other things when you have, with someone with a, because you have a covenant. When you don't have a covenant with somebody, you are in the worst situation because what you, when you're living with someone and you're not married with them, what you're saying is, I'm waiting for somebody better. And that's always in the back of your minds. They're waiting for someone better, and I might meet someone that's better. And that's a treacherous way to live because there's no peace in that. But when you do things God's way and you do the word, there's peace in that. There's peace because you know you're safe. You know you're secure. Sex is better because you're married, because you're in covenant. You don't have to worry about coming home. I trust Pastor Melina with all my life. I know I can turn the other way. Woman is as solid as a rock. She ought to be able to trust me when I come home. That my eyes are only for her. Her confidence is only in me. She goes, I don't have to worry about no other woman. And if another woman tries to come out and she, she all, she's like a UFO unidentified, I, I, know, I know what to do. Joseph did it. He took off and ran. I ain't beyond running. I had to run a, I've had to run a couple. I, look at this. You think I'm not going to have to run? <laughs> Some sweet sugar mama said, hey, baby, what's going on? I got to go. You gotta, it's, a, it's, a, it's a choice of making the right decisions. And we have to teach our kids. We have to build the word on the inside of them. We've got, we've got, we ourselves have got to build the word on the inside of ourselves. Well, I'm kind of, boy, I just sense I'm kind of going all over the place today. But I, I just sense that anointing, like some things just need to get answered. I, got, I, got, I feel like I, got, like I got that I got that shotgun anointing on me right now. Like, the good thing about a shotgun is that, that bead spreads out. Everybody's getting pepper today. Come on. We don't want our kids growing up frustrated. Well, no one ever told me. A lot of these kids, I said, I told these young boys in Corcoran, I said, look, I had a few boys that were pretty proud about being virgins. Goes, but I'm waiting to get married. And the guys go, goes, and all these guys started looking at these dudes with respect. They say, I don't care what you think. I like being a virgin. I'm going to be a virgin when I get married. It's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. Heck no, dude. What? I'm going to sleep. I'm going to kiss the same girl that everybody else kissed. Girls, you're going to kiss the same boy that every girl kissed. How about saving yourself for the right person? 
Someone who's a person of covenant that you can close your eyes and you can, you can go, you're, not, you're not afraid that they're going to be on the phone in the back alley talking to somebody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She goes, oh, I gotta go. I'm going to go for my walk. Hey, baby, what's going down? <laughs> there is no peace in any of that. And we need to teach our boys. We need to teach our daughters. We need to teach. We got to tell on the schools about the schools. We got We don't trust the education system to raise your kids. We have learned there are some whacked teachers out there. Not just a little whacked. We're talking about seriously demented, full of the devil, doctrines of devils. And, and you want to trust that? No. The only way place they're going to get their values is from you at your local church. You go to church, you serve at your church, you're, me and my kids, we, we always serve in church. Always. Always serve in church. Some things we need to just go review. Say, hey, just don't assume that they're not thinking things. That's the most dangerous thing you can ever do with a kid. You just assume that they don't think. Like, what's going on with your body? What do you think? You keeping things clean? There's a, you want to save that for your spouse. You know that, right? One thing I used to tell my kids, don't abuse, I, told, so I used to tell Ethan, don't abuse the power. What do you mean by that? Well, you're good looking. You can get a lot of trouble with just being good looking. Yeah. Well, I don't have to worry about that. I'm not as good looking as that person. Well, you still got to be careful. Because yeah. ladies or some, some guy will, will play on your emotions. Mm-hmm. Vice versa. We got a world that's very predatory. Yeah. That's why we get in the word. So we can know who we are, what we have, that you're a king, you're a queen, you're a daughter of the most high God. You have value. You are precious and you're going to get that from your word. And you know, I'm sensing annoying. There's some guys in this church that have been here coming for a short time. And it's time for some of you, if you really want to be, some of you men, some of you women, you want to start. Uh, there's some people just going to start, need to start learning to serve. This is a servant. I don't know why we're going all this. Stuff. I just, Lord, you're sensing. The only way things are going to get strong in your life is you start serving. You start feeling a bit of conviction. You want to start serving. I, I, I want to just, just, you just pray about it during the week. Say, I want to start serving. I, I know I need to serve because it's going to help, it's going to help ground you. It's going to help because you need relationships. Yeah. How many of you know the body of Christ is a body for a reason? Because it's in relationship with one another. Yeah. You can't have a relationship with a severed head. It don't work. It dies. You cut off a head of a snake, it dies. You, you cut the relationship off at the head, you spiritually will die and you will lack. And yet God is saying, I want to build life back into my church. Yes. I want to raise up a church that's going in this area um, that's really going to help folks. I believe there's such a sweetness in here right now. Such a sweetness. I remember one day Pastor Melina was teaching. I forgot what she, I remember what she was teaching. Oh, I think I do. She was teaching, and, and the Lord said to me, I am well pleased with that message. I am so pleased because people need to hear that. And I felt the Lord tell me this morning, Marcus, I'm pleased with this message because there's a lot of things that my people aren't hearing that they need to hear. And so we just need to kind of get you caught up. There are some things that we all need to hear so we can get caught up and get so if you're not serving in an area, 